Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. It's UK-based, it's about tech, it comes out roughly once a week, and it's a podcast. It's the UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 74, which is a very special number. It's the atomic number of tungsten. It's the age of Muhammad Ali when he died. And it's the number of episodes of the UK Tech Weekly podcast that have been recorded so far. I'm David Price, Deputy Editor of Macworld. And in this extra special episode, I'll be chanting to... I'll be chanting to Christina Murderhands Mercer, Audience Development Editor on Techworld. Hello. Right. Henry Happy Feet Burrell, staff Aww. writer on Tech Advisor and Macworld. Is that because I'm black and white? I, I don't know what to make of that. Penguin, and Charlotte Fingerguns G, editor of Techworld. <laughs> Hello. Hello. On the menu today, we are getting a taste for crack, getting <laughs> our kicks Porsche. with Pixel, and not doing any jokes about the serious subject of cyberbullying. Shut up, David. If you're, <laughs> if you're sitting comfortably, then we'll begin. Christina Mercer. Would you like some crack? <laughs> that was very unrehearsed. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, no, I assume you're referring to the Wi-Fi floor. No, I was referring to the uh, drug of choice on inner city Baltimore streets. No, um, what's yeah, what's going on in the world of WPA encryption? So um, this week, uh, Belgian researchers found a flaw in Wi-Fi, which they call crack. It means um, key reinstallation attack. Um, and it's, Snappy. Yeah, right? <laughs> Those security researchers, top bands. It essentially means that hackers could um, intercept our communications between our Wi-Fi-enabled devices and our router. Um, and it, it basically, the yeah, WPA2 security protocol that you mentioned it is found in there, um, which essentially all encrypted Wi-Fi networks have, so all Wi-Fi networks, really. Yeah, so any, if you've got an internet-enabled device you're pretty much going to be affected. And by that, you basically mean if you've got a device, because these mm-hmm. days all devices are yeah. Wi-Fi enabled. And they have just enabled. found the flaw, so it's not like... You just need to make sure you protect yourself further. It's, not it's what they call a zero-day thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's a proof of concept rather than actual... Well, no, it's, it's more just that it's it's a vulnerability that hasn't previously yeah. been exposed. Yeah, so, no, so nothing, nothing bad happened yeah. yet, but it, they found it. So the company... Uh, all like, for example, uh, Windows, obviously Apple devices, Linux... Uh, Android, they're all affected, so they need to get security patches out um, so that people aren't affected. They're all so they're all affected, but they're not affected to it at the same extent. No, you, as so I understand it. Android and Linux are the most vulnerable, they say. Um, so if well, if you use any internet-enabled devices, you should be looking out for security patches and using a VPN 
to connect to the internet, but particularly on Android or Linux, you need to keep, uh, keep on the manufacturers. Yeah, keep yourself up to date. Make sure it's all secure. Suppose yeah. you don't put in a patch. What's the worst thing that could happen? Uh, well, you're just leading yourself to chance, really. I mean, to be fair, for your communications to get intercepted, you need to be within range of the Wi-Fi network you are going to intercept. So the so, person yeah. would actually have to be sort of next to your house. Yeah, exactly. So they need to be quite near you. So the chances are, it's, it's massive because it's widespread. But actually, for someone to hack in, they would need to be quite close to you. And so it is not as dramatic as it, as seems. it seems. Yeah. yeah. Have the companies issued the patches yet? Or are we still waiting? Um, I'm not aware of any as yet, but I know that Microsoft and Apple are working on them. But, but yeah. Google are not? No, I'm sure they are. No, I think Google will be, sorry. Okay. I'm, sure, I'm sure that yeah. they'll all be... All of them will be working. Yeah, on yeah. I mean, anyone affected. I'm not sure if anyone's put, got one out yet, though. Yeah, Apple are generally quite. I mean, I say this because I'm the deputy editor of MacWorld. <laughs> I, I know that Apple are reasonably good at getting patches out quite quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, where would you say the other companies stand on it? Are, are they are they all about the same? Are some better? Yeah, I'm not sure. I Google's normally very quick to respond to things. But the issue with Google, of course, is that. Because people are on different versions in the first place. Yeah, they say the different si- sort of skinned versions of. Yeah, this is why keeping yourself. I mean, much as it's a boring thing to say, this is why keeping yourself up to date matters so much. Because because otherwise yeah. you are exposing yourself. <clears throat> the problem with that on Android is that um, it depends how old your device is. Yeah. Um, increasingly, manufacturers are shortening the cycle that they want their customers to have yeah. in between yeah. phones. Uh, so, for example. Um, I always talk about this when you're here, Charlotte, but OnePlus. Um, <laughs> the OnePlus 2, your phone you had that died, oh. that will not be getting uh, n- Nougat. So that's stuck on Android 6.0. And uh. now devices can technically be up to Android 8.0. So um, if you have an older device, uh, have a look in the settings of what your, what date your security patch was. Because basically, unless you've got a Pixel or a newer phone, it's probably going to be quite old. Yeah. yeah. So this is an interesting topic, actually, because then it sort of says about how manufacturers in their race to release you know, kind of brick old devices and release new ones, they are actually potentially leaving people with older devices open to security. Yeah, definitely. Like, m- like most normal people get a new phone every two or three yeah. years. And if you yeah. have a three-year-old Android device, that could be a Samsung Galaxy S5, which yeah. is a terrible phone. But um, <laughs> I really was. But um, yeah, you could be stuck on a security yeah. patch from like two years ago. Right. Um, yeah. Just because simply the... Uh, the company won't put money and effort into like linking the software updates to the relevant hardware. So what should people do? What do you reckon? So yeah, I reckon, so connect to the internet via VPN, just so, because the way that the floor works is that the um, four-way handshake is what they call it. Um, <laughs> I've had a few of those in my such time. A, which is a good, good read. <laughs> we do one that. now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, I don't want to do a four-way handshake. The, um, the idea is that the hackers could um, repeatedly reset the cryptography in the third step um, yeah. over and over again until it sort of undermines the encryption because within that yeah. process is when the encryption key is made. Surely most people won't bother using a VPN though. I think, well, more people, well, do I mean, for other like, reasons. So they, just, they would maybe have one on the computer anyway, maybe for um, streaming things, whatever. Just for the those of us that don't fully understand VPNs, how, how does that avoid the issue? It, does that cut out the wireless step entirely, or is it? Well, a VPN just creates an encrypted pathway between, like, when you're using your device over a network. So essentially, if you've lost the encryption that was um, taken from the vulnerability in the um, WPA2 floor, then you'll have the encryption from the VPN. But I'm thinking of it in, in very probably very crude terms of the. <laughs> The internet is going from my phone to the yeah. router and yeah. from thence to the internet at large. But and it's somehow yeah, being so encrypted it, while it's in the air and the wireless bit. The, yeah. the VPN is 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 in is in the wired stage, right? 
And so if it gets intercepted um, as it's going to the router, that won't matter because it's then going to be encrypted yes. by the VPN. Yeah, that would that would be okay. But to be honest with you, most people when they are on their phone won't just won't be using a VPN. Yeah. I know they a few people that do, but relatively inexpensive. Yes. Yeah. For, for the peace of mind, it's about and some browsers yeah. have them built in as well. Yeah. If, you, if you were using, I think Opera has that browser has them built in. Yeah. So there, there's always that. Yeah. But I think it's just making sure that you know what this is and how you could be affected. Yeah. But then again, it's still yeah important to know they have to be in range of your Wi-Fi network. Yeah. So don't panic. So yeah, if you see somebody hanging around your house, yeah, yeah, we all know what they look like. They've got sort of like they've got black hoodies and they're in a darkened room. And yeah. this is hacker matrix yeah. reflecting. Yeah. Into their face. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So that's so, so if you see any, any lads like that hanging around, still well cleared. All lasses. <laughs> all lasses, yeah. Of course, but yeah. Well, that's important. Girls um, like crack as well. <laughs> yeah. Do. Well, they have you know, equality for, for men and women when it comes to crack. Um, I'm aware of another alternative um, that I thought might interest you, particularly, Christina, because I know how much you love life, aren't they? Oh, yes. One of and our the R programming language. I do. What? Email, yeah. email Christina. <laughs> email, yeah. email me. Is that your Sorry, favourite programming language? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I you know. don't have a favourite programming language. You don't. <laughs> Maybe don't. Python, that sounds pretty cool. Wouldn't Python, you like Python Swift is... or something, surely? That's right. Uh, I meant to say Swift. <laughs> I meant to. Yes. I, I mispronounced Swift as Python. <laughs> <laughs> so Li-Fi... Um, Python's also a thing, though, so that's, that's legit. I know, I know it was in a real yeah. one. I just don't yeah. know. I thought he had, it. you know... Links to. No, I'm not getting. I'm not on commission. <laughs> you commission to the commission to the Python industry standard, <laughs> whatever they are. Um, so yeah, LiFi. Yeah. We got an email from somebody saying that people should all use LiFi now because you can you can make it safe by just closing the curtains. Do you want to explain to our listeners <laughs> what what's LiFi the deal is. with LiFi? So LiFi is essentially if you get a um, a LiFi enabled bulb, um, it will make your light bulb essentially the router. And it's meant to be like, I don't know, they've been throwing things like 100 times faster than Wi-Fi. So that's like the benefits, really. It's meant it's, it's essentially built for like the Internet of Things and like device to device, machine to machine um, talking. I, I have a theory that Li-Fi <laughs> is the greatest hoax of our modern times. It could be. It could be. It could be. This is the thing. It doesn't you, work. You have to be so careful. <laughs> Henley has always been like this. You have, have to be like that, though. You have to be, you have to be careful. Because so the tech one. industry is one of the most overhyped mm-hmm. industries I've ever come across. Like people it's a little say, bit bubble prone. It is it? very bubble prone, and it's very like the, here's the latest thing. Everything's going to be like this now. But I'm, I'm invested emotionally in Li-Fi. I'm really <laughs> not financially, really want to... just emotionally. <laughs> oh. No, not financially. But at least you're not financially. Invested. I think yeah. that's the problem. Nobody's invested in financially. <laughs> yeah, I'm, that is the issue. I was, spe- yeah. I was speaking to somebody who knows far more about security uh, than I do, and they suggested that it was irresponsible of this researcher to, uh, for want of a better word, drop. His research yeah. in such a way because he um, basically gave a step-by-step guide to hackers about how to expose the, the known vulnerabilities yeah. right, without informing any major corporations of his plans to do yeah. that. So. so he hadn't bothered to contact any of them first. No. What, what, he really? did, what they did was they um, they said we found this vulnerability. Mm. Um, this is what could happen, and then they said in a couple of hours we're going to tell you exactly how. So it's great. Like, it's they great had people for their, like, um, on their last words. It's great for their career though. Yeah. That's probably why they did it. As By in, annoying every security company in well, the entire no, world. Well, no, no, I know, but but being the in the, within the security industry, being the person like yeah. it, finding is finding a what they call a zero Crack day, yeah. Find, finding an exploit that hasn't been found before. That's like the, that that will make you look really good. Okay, but, but I appreciate that. Yeah, it's also it's also not responsible. Mm. What's the usual protocol then? You normally you just tell Apple. He's a professional yeah, researcher. You probably should like yeah. tell. The people in charge of security. Sure, you get more companies. kudos if you like 
yeah, ex- don't expose the vulnerability to hackers, but rather let people patch it. Mm. I don't know. Security is a very odd. It's an odd industry. Really? Yeah, you the, get kudos for like finding out before Microsoft. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, like, you yeah. Would, yeah. It's it's it's, it's a bit right. of a it's a bit of a kind of show offy. Okay. I think thing. it's always like that with when when zero days are are published because people always say, oh, you're just helping the hackers. Yeah. But if they just tell. Microsoft or whatever, then what usually happens is it doesn't get patched. It's, it's the fact that it's publicly yeah. disclosed that Sounds forces nice. the hand think of, of an the analogy. software company. It's true, actually. That's a really good point. Is it like and the hackers who find out anyway. Rihanna's songs for her? Is it like that? <laughs> doesn't get any credit. Yeah, no, I, I'm, that's, I'm not going to... No? I, no, 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 don't do right, about right. that one. I'll work on it. <laughs> yeah, do, that's you, it. do you I'll, know I trust you. the name of the person that writes a song to Rihanna? No, that's my point. Well, you should... You're the problem, then. You should have found that out. I made that up just then. I don't know. Do you know that Rihanna doesn't write her own song? I mean, I imagine she doesn't write all of them. Wow. Maybe she, she might. Does. Taylor Swift doesn't. No one writes their own songs. Yeah, that's Taylor I, Swift I noticed that the two people you mentioned are both women. Um, <laughs> Why do you hate women? <laughs> Fine. I don't know. Blue. Who's Blue's songwriter? Yeah. Um, back can to I, boys. Can I, can I just quickly go back, back to Life Eye? Please do. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, I think maybe what you're getting at is that um, they're... Um, it's more it's like a shorter range so for example if you did have Li-Fi in your house you'd have to have the Li-Fi enabled bulbs in like every room you wouldn't just have one router in your ha- in your living room then get internet everywhere yeah um, so yeah I guess it's it's it's, it's more difficult lines, yeah exactly so. so it's more difficult to insert like, I would say consider it more I mean, yeah. literally, what the email said was that you close your curtains and that's it, yeah. and you're safe. Yeah, which is it's sort a of a bit weird... ridiculous, though, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe it isn't. Real. It's made up. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's the difference, Christina, between um, the way that individuals will respond to this oh, yeah. and companies? Um, well, I guess with individuals, they would do what we said about VPNs and lo- and looking on the man- the OS manufacturers' websites or whatever um, to get up patches and updates. But organisations, their systems administrator would have to probably migrate quite a lot, um, like save their data, make sure that everything is secure. Um, I think and migrating um, like documents and software across to more secure areas is going to be quite a big job. It's going to cost money. Cost money, yeah. I imagine there'll be companies popping up, like emailing people to say that they they could do it for them. When can we stop worrying about it? When all the big companies have issued patches, I would say. Okay. Cool. Are you really worried? You're right. I mean, not really. Is this something that like <laughs> I feel like general we be people more don't get very worried about? No, I don't think we should be that worried. Why not? It, it's because it's because like, what's the chances that someone's going to be that close to your house and happen to be hacking into your specific? Wi-Fi? They do say in, ha- in heavily populated areas, they need like yeah. obviously we but live in honest, London. You should, <laughs> we you should, to be you should try to avoid. I mean, if you really, really the problem with security is is that it's a bit. How far do you want to get into it? Because if you really wanted to be secure, you would never connect to public Wi-Fi ever, at all. You never get to the internet. You would just never connect to, to Wi-Fi. So I mean, it's like it's a bit of a it can be a bit of an arms race. I guess that's what I mean within security. And you definitely would have your webcam covered up for a start. Basic security practices. Yeah, well, it's not my computer. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> I didn't like so, it when we had that that podcast about the webcam. That yeah, really freaked me out. I mean, the thing is, but the problem is that. I, I wouldn't worry about these things too much because once you start, definitely like take the necessary precautions and be sensible and follow follow the advice and keep your software up to date. Well, how there's far no would point you go in... then? You do you just do the patch? You wouldn't yeah. do yeah. I I just do that. I wouldn't. Do a I wouldn't. VPN or whatever. Well, maybe. I mean, if you've got a VPN, then then use it. And uh, but I don't know if it's worth downloading specifically just because of this one thing. 
I think you should download a VPN anyway. Yeah, I mean, I think most it's VPNs have, a, have a subscription cost. Yeah. There are some free ones, but most of the good ones do. Not very much though. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, I've got it's VPN. It cost me two, three pounds. Yeah. yeah, I think it's. I think it's worth Inexpensive. it. Inexpensive. Yeah. Yeah. You, you use that to steal all that music. To so. be honest, I mainly use it so I can watch the BBC when I'm in America. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's one thing. Sure, you're just, entitled to. Can't you? It's, perf- no, it's perfectly no, legal to, yeah. to mask your IP address yeah. and surf anonymously. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what. That's the best thing about a VPN. Yeah. yeah. If we're being sensible. I mean, yeah, obviously, the best thing is watching loads of programs for free. There's definitely lots but, of merits to VPNs, but I wouldn't. I, I, like, I, I would download one anyway, not just because of this. If you see what I mean. Good advice. Um, thank you for that. I, I feel. Like, I do feel a bit terrified, and I always feel oh. terrified when we discuss um, security issues. Mm. And maybe we shouldn't. I'll give you a hug just, on just if you like <laughs> I'm going to stick my head in the sand <laughs> let's go around um, the question is crack or croc Christina Mercer um, croc oh. Me- meaning it's not that big a deal well I just think you should have all, all, already have precautions in place that would protect you so. but the patches aren't out yet you said no but I mean like before with the VPN and stuff and don't argue with the experts sorry <laughs> sorry um, Charlotte G uh, crack but stay calm just chill it's all crack, crack but stay calm uh, Henry Burrow uh, crack because I don't understand it enough to uh, say it's not a problem I, I think I agree with that good yeah, go. um, uh, after a short break we will talk about the new pixel Henry Burrell. Um, <laughs> just my name registers a laugh that's how, that's how what's, what's my opening what's my opening gambit for the Google Pixel well, you don't care much about it because you like Apple more. So. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Probably going to excite you more. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited oh, about the new right. Pixel phone. I've got I'm, one here. I'm quite excited. Do you want to look at it? Yeah, no, you can't just start. I have to still go do my little gambit. Oh, sorry, gone. That looks lovely. Henry Burrell, I heard that some rubbish company has released some rubbish phone. <laughs> Convince me otherwise. Google's got a new phone out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I reviewed it for TechAdvisor. Gave it four Techadvisor. stars. TechAdvisor.co.uk. Indeed. There it is, Christina. Nice. Yeah. Um, so it's the Google Pixel 2, and here's why it's interesting. So there are two new Pixel phones, um, Google's second round generation of Pixels. 
uh, hardware to compete. Kind of, even though it's Android, I see it as competing with Apple because for 10 years now, Apple's been making smartphones, which are hardware and software end-to-end product. They can control the whole thing. And that's why probably relating back to that crack thing, Apple's pretty secure because yeah. it's got everything down. Whereas Google's open source. Um, but this time it's made the hardware. And it's a very nice, very well-made phone. And there's also a 2XL, which uh, my colleague Jim reviewed. Um, but I suppose the, 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 this is very nerdy controversy. <laughs> but norm, <laughs> normally kind of when you have a phone like this, like the, the Apple uh, iPhone 8 Plus is generally probably by tech reviewers considered better than the smaller phone because it has two cameras. It's got better battery. Um, you know, I mean, you generally go for the larger phone, right? I don't, yes and no. Okay. I mean, this, quite that's expensive. how I got my nickname because we have this exact discussion. Oh, like he has small phone. hands. He likes the smaller phone. Okay. But you I've, say this, but I've now become acclimatized to the, yeah. the Plus because I had the 7 Plus and now It's amazing how quickly you get used to... I've got a bloody massive phone at the moment. Yeah. Just, and actually trying to switch between that and the smaller one was pretty disorientating. Oh, and I've I got a bloody it. massive phone. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the 5-inch pixel here and then the, the, the 2XL is a 6-inch phone. And normally we, we'd be inclined to like the larger phone, yeah. but um, the larger phone has a screen defect, no. uh, which a lot of people oh. have been nerding out on. Um, a lot of tech reviewers uh, have been uh, arguing about it on Twitter. It's not very interesting. <laughs> but do look it up. If you have a look um, at both phones side by side, which obviously consumers don't have the privilege to unless they go into a shop, but we do, we have a little look. And the smaller one that I've got here has a, first of all, it's got a better resolution display because it's a smaller screen, therefore. Mm. Um, does hold on? You mean it's got a better pixel density? Yes. Yeah. Because quite often <laughs> it's quite often pixel, you know, David. <laughs> quite often when you get um, like with the iPhones, for example, it's sometimes a better pixel density for the higher one. So the seven plus, and I'm pretty sure it's the case for the eight plus. It doesn't just have more pixels um, for the wider screen. It actually has comparatively okay. more on top of that, so it actually has a higher pixel density. So that's not always the case. But in this case, the smaller one is sharper. The smaller one is is a sharper display, and and then the uh, the larger one has a sort of bluish greenish tint to it, unless you look at it directly on. So it's pretty easy to see just with the naked eye. Just sort of turn it to the side, and like little icons are meant to be white, kind of go green and red. How so much? And it's is quite it? bad. All that stuff. That phone is eight hundred pounds. Okay. For the cheapest one, this one's six hundred and twenty nine. Okay. Um, but the best thing, hands down, about this phone is the camera. It's absolutely incredible. So you know how um, on the uh, New iPhones, you need two cameras to get the cool portrait mode uh-huh. effect yeah. with something behind you because it adds depth of field having two, literally two cameras mm-hmm. to be able to compute that. Whereas what Google's done, it's done it on the phone, on the, both the back and the front camera, but with only one lens. And it's yeah, just because does, Google are head. absolute software wizards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and how it does it is actually to do with pixels. <laughs> So basically, you look at your little face when you said that. I, lo- I love so this. Excited. It's just so exciting to explain. Yeah, so so no other phone can do it. It's amazing. So Google was just like streets ahead in terms of um, computational software in, in its photography. And so the lens in both cameras, but particularly the back one, is amazing. Um, each pixel was actually a dual pixel. So it can take in twice as much data as a regular oh. pixel. And therefore, it can so take in not only data. the image, but also the focus. So if I was to take a picture of Charlotte. Actually, I've got a picture on here of Christina um, in portrait mode. Yeah, back of my head. Oh, that's only weird. <laughs> <laughs> 
funnily enough, I also have a picture of you in portrait mode. Uh, do you just go around getting people to take your <laughs> picture in portrait it's, mode? It's a, good, it's a good picture, but what it does, it can the software can quickly determine because of the, the density of the pixels where Christine's head finishes and the back of the pub <laughs> begin, begins. <laughs> of course, that makes sense. Yeah, that quickly makes sense. switch between the two, um, and it, it's, it's got amazing results. It's not quite as natural as having two lenses, but for one lens, it's really, really good. And so, you can change that post shot as well. Yep, you can choose to save with or without or have both shots. Um, really cool. Mm. And I would say relatively boring hardware, uh, particularly for the small one that I've got here. It's got big chunky bezels at the top and bottom. It kind of looks like a phone from a couple of years ago. Mm. But for the first time in ages, it's a phone I've reviewed where you just kind of forget you're using boring hardware because the software's so good. So I think Google's done really well here. But it has, yeah, it's gone into a bit of controversy about uh, the crap screen on the big one. How, how does it differ from the Pixel 1? And, and how successful was the Pixel 1? Pixel 1 uh, was like, it's like the darling of the tech press because everyone loved it. It's like the most pure experience you can get on Android. You don't get, as we were alluding to earlier, all of the kind of heavy skins from manufacturers like Samsung. It's um, Android is Google intended. So you get the best security patches. So there's that advantage. Um, it will run incredibly quickly. Um, what was the question? <laughs> how successful was the Pixel 1 and how different in what was, ways have they sort of learned it was from unsuccessful because they didn't make enough of them no. it was permanently out of stock that's strange and it was very hard to get so hold they, of so they just underestimated how well it would do yeah right. pretty much so um, and they don't have the they just don't have the um, the other manufacturing prowess of somebody like Apple has been doing it for 10 years mm. um, they just don't they just can't do it they couldn't, they couldn't make them quick enough it's so. really hard to build a, a kind of functioning fully functioning supply chain and logistics completely from scratch yes to be yeah. fair to just to in, well I don't know why I'm defending Google but yeah but it's interesting how they haven't quite got that together because the, the original pixels were designed by HTC mm. and it's kind of common knowledge it's not a secret but then they market them as Google yeah. phones and HTC isn't involved and then mm. these phones the small ones made by HTC the large one is made by LG so it's LG that's dropped the ball on that display. Right. So you think um, those two companies would have yeah, the would have that chains. sorted. Yeah. Maybe not on quite this scale. Not on the same scale. So yeah, so the Pixels came out last year with excellent reviews from everyone, basically, mm. apart from slightly boring design. Um, but the same thing again, the software's so good, it didn't really matter. Um, but then you couldn't buy one. You still can't. Uh, now, if you go and try and pre-order the Pixel 2 XL, uh, it's just out of stock already. They're sort, of, they're sort of unlucky in a way that they've... They've come up against the one year when Apple have actually changed the design yeah. of the iPhone. And, and so now, you know, in any other year, you'd have everybody else doing slightly more futuristic looking hardware. Mm-hmm. But everybody is, gonna, as you said, going to compare it to the iPhone. And, I, and they always look boring. Yeah. This year, the iPhone Google's 10. still at the beginning of its journey, <laughs> for want of a better word, though. Like, I think if you ask most people if, if they had £1,000, would you buy the iPhone 10 or, or a Google Pixel? I think even I would buy an iPhone 10. Like mm. they're still trying to win over the, the like this sort of Android crowd at the moment. Then they're, they're not going to. I don't think they're going to convince many people who walk into you know, like a O2 or car phone warehouse or whatever. If you have these two phones sitting next to each other and you can afford the iPhone, mm. I, I can't see many people buying this phone. Um, but it's probably the best Android phone out there. It just doesn't look very sexy. Yeah. What about you two? Are either of you on Android? Mm, yeah, I've got a Huawei Honor. I've got an nice. uh, Asus Zenfone. Mm. Does this appeal? Proper Android, pure Android. Yeah, I think so. I'd, I'd get a well. Pixel, Henry's but... selling it to be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a really good phone. <laughs> to, to be honest, it's not... it sort of it depends who it is because like I, I mean, I quite like. Um, I mean, I, I switch my phone. It seems all the time because I just get bored within seconds because I'm a giant child. But um, <laughs> you're a tech journalist. Well, yeah, but I, I really <laughs> like thing, the. Yeah. I like the Honor. It's good. Uh, battery's a bit rubbish, but that's kind of my fault because I burn through it at a ridiculous mm-hmm. rate. 
Um, to be honest with you, most people, most of my kind of family, I just recommend they get iPhones. Because to be honest, they don't really want to have to negotiate. Like I quite like the flexibility of my phone and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But for them, they just want to like do text messages and calls. And stuff. iPhone mm. is still the best phone for most people. Yeah. And yeah. that's not in a patronising way either. It genuinely yeah. is. The, the iPhone I, is the phone I have bought with my own money. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I just can use some of these Android phones as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not too. I don't really buy into the Android Apple thing too much. It's just different. It yeah. depends on the on what the need is and and what you're doing with it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's also a phone you can squeeze. Ooh. Oh yeah, you told me Goodness. about this. This yeah. is super cool. Why are you squeezing so, your phone? I genuinely so like the it. HTC U11, mm-hmm. which is um, a phone that came out uh, earlier this year. You could squeeze the sides, but you could um, assign a, uh, whatever you wanted to. Um, to that function so oh, right. you could squeeze it to open the camera um, but, but for, for the Google Pixel this one which is um, also made by HTC if you squeeze the sides it opens the Google Assistant oh. which is oh, I, don't, I don't know why I did that <laughs> <laughs> um, which is a kind of a weird thing to put in a phone yeah and so it's also, not squashy is it no it's just um, got pressure sensitive sides um, <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong funny about saying squashy it doesn't doesn't have any give <laughs> no <laughs> um, but it's a, it's a weird thing to put in a phone and also um, it's kind of, it kind of shows you how Google pixels have become like the, the the cool darling of the tech press because mm. when that HTC phone came out earlier in the year I thought I personally thought it was quite cool but unnecessary but everyone else was saying oh this is a stupid idea why would you put something in that but then now it's mm. in a Google phone and everyone's like oh that's pretty pretty smart <laughs> it's pretty uh, pretty yeah. innovative what, so you mean tech journalists don't know what they're talking about they do know what they're talking about but they have their favorites and yeah. this is a good phone but it's would not, you buy it's not it without with its your, flaws your own um no mm. I have the privilege of being able to use it as a reviewer but I think um if you were to still if you were to Give me like if I had my own money and I was to buy a phone that I had to use for two years. Yeah, I think this phone um, has a brilliant camera, but I would still, I would still hesitate about buying it just because. It's so much money. It's so much money, and the the display you can get on a Samsung phone is yeah. markedly better in a more interesting design with a camera that's pretty much just as good, mm. and you can get it for about, well, you can get a, a, a Samsung S8 for the same price as this mm-hmm. phone. Um, so that's my two cents. But that wouldn't be the core. Android experience. It wouldn't. And the thing about Samsung phones is that they slow down terribly after two years, and no one really knows why. I've never understood this. Sorry to interrupt. I've never understood this this thing that Google does where it privileges its own hardware over the other Android phones and thereby makes them look bad when it wants people to get into the Android ecosystem. I mean, it makes money from people buying apps. I mean, some manufacturers do choose to um, implement Android onto their hardware with relatively stock Android. So Nokia. Um, well it's not actually Nokia but that's a whole different thing their Android phones are pretty much stock Android um, the recent Blackberry phones even Sony's phones don't have um, much of a skin whereas like someone like Samsung insists on putting their own take on Android so they take the, the basic mm. software and then plaster this thing all over it mm. um, to make it run and it just inevitably slows down mm-hmm. yeah. um, I don't know the technological reasons really beyond that um, that makes a, sense yeah, I guess it's, it's just a decision that they power. make yeah yeah, but it's confusing for the average person on the street, isn't it? Well, it's yeah. confusing for me. I'm not, I'm <laughs> not myself. And you are not the average I'm well person below on the street. Average. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's stop there. And uh, the question so it's good. is... It's a good phone, but um, he's still, other, he's still going. other phones yeah. out there. He's still going. <laughs> um, I feel like I've done it a disservice now. It's really, it's really good. Why do you feel so bad? <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, Google. <laughs> You've got an opportunity now. You yeah. can answer the question. The question is, Pixel 2 or Pixel Poo? <laughs> Uh, Pixel 2, one? but by the small one. Oh, he's jumping in. He's so keen. Sorry, right, I thought, I thought, Henry, was, Henry I thought, Burrow, I thought yeah, that okay. was the format. Well, you could do. Shall I do? Yeah, Pixel 2, yeah. Christine Lesson. Um, I'll say Pixel 2. So nobody's going to say Pixel Poo? Just because Henry's really it. sold it. I'm just because I don't want to say Poo, because I'm not Henry. five years old. <laughs> <laughs> 
Fine. Um, <laughs> well, well, we'll soon find out about that. What would you say, um, David? Mm-hmm. I would. Uh, it does sound quite nice. But <laughs> I'm just. I find Android really hard. I, like I've, I've reviewed multiple Android phones, yeah, and been. I, I, on a technical level, I understand my way around it reasonably well, and yeah. I still just find it a bit. Bleh. If you know what I mean, because I like things to be really, really simple, if possible. Mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we know. Anyway, don't you don't. You're about to say something really mean. Am I getting called off? Talking of mean things, uh, after a break, we can talk about cyberbullying. Charlotte G, um, I haven't written a funny intro to this one because it's a very serious subject and also because I didn't have time. Um, Fuck off, clean shirt. What what have you got to tell us about cyberbullying? That's a terrible intro. Um, (laughs) Um, That's okay. Just just plunge straight into it, really. Yeah, I will. Uh, So basically, uh, Facebook has announced that they are sort of um, going to invest in measures to help crack down on cyberbullying in schools and obviously at home because the internet is with you wherever you go um, and was that Alan Partridge? <laughs> it was a little bit uh, they're investing a million pounds and they are going to put a a million uh, a million and they're putting a safe is, is, that, is that an insulting yeah. it, it is insulting it absolutely is um, and that's going to help fund a safety ambassador in every secondary school in the UK and that's the big announcement <laughs> that they made this week um, and they've got uh, Diana Award and Childnet are the partners on this one for the charity so they're also doing different things, sort of slightly changing, making it easier to, to block and report uh, people for harassing you. Who is doing the reporting? So the victim of the, the harassment right, can, so they can report to... that they're being harassed by okay. someone. However, the decision-making is a little bit opaque. Apparently you can, if they, if they fail to block something, you can actually take action and uh, refer, you can sort of do an appeal and, and sort of send them a letter to say well not a letter because it's online um, an e-letter <laughs> send them an e-letter also known as a message uh, to say you, the, why you think they should repeal it but basically I so I went to this exhibition this week and it was all about uh, sort of bringing home what a big problem this is I met up with some of the people that are safety ambassadors kind of school kids basically and chatted with them about it and it really rammed home to me quite quite how difficult it must be to be a victim of bullying in this day and age yeah I totally agree I think it must be awful because obviously um in my school I mean I got bullied when I was at school and then I would just go home and feel rubbish but at least I was away from you were away from me whereas now they can go home and they open up Instagram Mm -hmm. Facebook Snapchat and there's people saying that they're worthless and sort of all sorts of horrible things so it is it is a really really big issue and it's very difficult it's actually a very difficult issue to have a firm stance on because the problem is, how does Facebook know what is and is not harassment? So they can they can sort of look at reports, but it's actually a very finely... There was sort of an exhibition uh, piece that I was looking at that basically said, is this bans or is this bullying? And actually, it can be really difficult to judge without the full context. Right, yeah. So it's a bit... Yeah, they're trying to do something. It's a little bit of a PR stunt, to be mm. completely honest with you. I interviewed their head of safety, and they, they were lovely. But, um, yeah, there's not... It's, it's not going to be a sort of revolutionary initiative. They're spending a million pounds. The other issue that I had was they've got all these safety ambassadors in schools sort of who are school kids. Do they, and, get, do they get bullied? Well, the, the, that's the thing. It's a bit like... <laughs> like being the milk monitor. Yeah, exactly. That, that is exactly what I thought. Um, I, get, I get why they don't want teachers or parents to do it because they might not be taken seriously. But kind of who wants to... Hands up who wants to be preventing the big horrible bullies at school. Mm. Tough kids. Well, 
Yeah. What well, is 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 Facebook going to use um, people such as these ambassadors, or is it going to use software? Well, or they've algorithm got they've got uh, teams and teams. They've got thousands of people that they they have, obviously they do have the famous kind of algorithms for newsfeed and so on. But they have they do have thousands of people that are employed solely to deal with moderation. So in theory, they are actually starting to. For a long time, Facebook kind of just said this isn't really our problem. And they seem to now be actually yeah. stepping up to the plate a bit more, but not so much that it's going to go away as an issue. Which well, I, Yeah, I feel a bit ambivalent about that because yeah. I want it to be their problem and other people's problem at the yes. same time. Because when yeah, when they're just saying nothing to do with us, it's just our platform, we, we're not responsible for what yeah. happens on it, that's clearly not enough because they are actively enabling, um, I mean, many other things other than bullying. All sorts mm. of horrible stuff goes down on Facebook. Um, but at the same time, now they seem to be talking about it as if they're going to keep it in-house. Mm. And it's like, well, you can always you know, pursue an appeal through our system. Yeah. Whereas, in fact, there are laws that, yeah. that govern this sort of behaviour. And it's not, you know, it's not really up to them about, well, you come to our appeal system. Yeah. Well, you know, actually, I'll just go to the police if I don't think what you're doing is good enough. Yeah, I think, I think one of, part of the problem we've hit upon now is Facebook is so big that it doesn't really even know what to do with itself. Like, Facebook is bigger than any country. If you think about, I mean, there are more people on Facebook than than are the population of any country in the world, and so it's 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 kind of grown at this rate, and it still is a it still doesn't really know exactly what it is, and I mean it's pretty mind blowing when you think about the fact that now Facebook is getting involved in in elections, and well, sort of yeah, probably, I mean probably changed the outcome of yeah, the last election. Yeah, it's uh, its CEO wants to be president. It yeah. has. I mean, it really is. It's the first 20 minutes of a science fiction film, yeah. Facebook. It's, it's just terrifying. It, it the power they have and which they're only now coming to realise they have. Yeah. And I mean, I suppose at least uh, on the plus side, though, at least they're actually, uh, at least they are pretending to care, which is more than you can say for Twitter. <laughs> um, which, oh, Twitter, don't get me started on Twitter. Which, which has got pretty appalling. Uh, also, just like the Facebook app. It's just shit. Yeah, no, I I I've, I downloaded it once and then uninstalled it almost immediately. It's basically messen- Messenger is such a dumpster fire yeah. as well. Yeah, actually, Android fans, sorry, David, you can't have it. If you, you leave Facebook Messenger, so this is a massive tangent. No, we'll go, we'll go back to your thing. But you can have uh, Messenger Lite is now an actual thing. It takes up all the crap of Messenger. It's just a chat app. Mm. Good, mm. but unfortunately could still be used to bully people write it down well, yeah anything, anything it's a bit of a can be used one. to bully people that's, yeah that's it is it, it's a tough one because it's not LITE, facebook's obviously oh <laughs> it's not facebook's fault that um that the bullying exists obviously but it is kind of their responsibility to yeah it was an not... enabler and now it now yeah. can do something yeah. yeah yeah exactly so it's a bit of a tough one but is it a bit of a hollow um gesture i think I th- i'm not going to knock them too much for it because at least they're doing something but I think it's only. Re- I mean, it's the bare minimum of what they could be doing. To be completely honest with you, because like, yeah, well, we didn't obviously didn't have smartphones at school, any of us. Yeah. But we had mobile phones, and mm-hmm. I didn't. I don't ever remember. I don't have any memory of being bullied in that way. Mm. Just because I suppose you would never give your, <laughs> you never give your <laughs> phone number to the bully, would you? Whereas like now, <laughs> every, now you can just look someone up. You don't even need a phone number. Yeah. Everything is discoverable. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It must be. Yeah, you're right. It must be terrifying. I, I do think. Um, I think part of it is kind of is really just education and training. I mean, I probably wasn't the best person because one of them talked about his experience being bullied, and I essentially was like, just just smack him, um, uh, which the they quickly intervened, and I was like, no, don't, I don't do that, like yeah. don't just smack them. But then I kind of said, did, did you? Is that how you dealt with it? No, I kind of dealt with it by oh, I don't know how I dealt with it actually. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I need therapy. <laughs> We unpack it now. No, I know. Um, We're running out of time. No, I, I, to, to be honest, by um, 
by being really lame and just telling <laughs> telling telling on them essentially. Yeah. Uh, which you it's know, not lame. it's difficult it, it because people, you kids do, don't really yeah. want to do that. They don't really want. I did to do, do that once. To... You used to get bullied, and then yeah. I just told the teacher. Yeah, but a lot of kids won't do it. Stops. A lot of kids won't do it though because the they said works. they did some research, and the number one motivator for teenagers is social acceptance. That is the first yeah. thing that they care about. For I would take out that's bit of, why of they flock to social media. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. yeah, then they can all kind of uh, boost each other off a bit. So yeah, or alternatively, make each other's lives hell. Kids can be really mean. I'm sure it happens uh, not just to children either. Yeah. I'm sure it happens in the workplace. Yeah, do you know what? I actually do think that we should we should talk about bullying more. Because if you um, read half of our Slack conversations out of context, we'd all be fired. Yeah, yeah no, no, totally. definitely. Bullying, yeah, yeah. yeah. De- well, primarily me, me me attacking David. For <laughs> yeah, David. No reason. <laughs> Sorry, David. Um, if if you, you actually do... heard what we've edited out of this podcast. Yeah. You do love it, mate. Who says I edited it out? <laughs> um, <laughs> this is weird. We're talking about the future as if it's the past. I know. But yeah, anyway, so that's that's the thing that's going on. Well, it sounds like a interesting. moderately good thing. Yeah, moderately good thing is happening this if week. It's the, if Facebook seem to be doing that, then maybe other yeah. companies will also yeah. social media step companies. up a bit. Yeah. Like, like Twitter, who Don't allow people to have yeah. Nazis, yeah. give death threats to people, and then... <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. And then, yeah, yeah. and then they double the character count for yeah. certain for no reason. people and not for others. Yeah. And, and they blocked Rose McGowan. For yeah, for telling Ben Affleck to fuck off. Which is fair enough. Maybe Maybe they weren't. If I had a platform to tell Ben Affleck to fuck off, I would definitely. Yeah, that's yeah. You so that's all that. you do. Casey he's really good tweets. He's worse all, Batman all than George Clooney, and that is saying something. <laughs> I thought George Clooney was an underrated Batman, actually. Ooh. I know. That's, I why, think, that's I, why my statement stands. But I think, no, I mean, oh, I've done what you did, and I've called him underrated. Oh, yeah, I thought I he was maybe better at being the playboy Bruce Wayne than um, any of the others. He just wasn't very good as an action hero. No. He was very convincing as Bruce Wayne. And how did we get from cyberbullying to George Clooney playing Bruce Wayne? Oh, just in a few short steps. I don't know. Six degrees, mate. Um, well, that's uh, probably enough of that um, <laughs> extremely serious subject that I hope I haven't completely trampled all over. Uh, should we do a question? Is it too... Is it too I don't know. In, uh, bullying or bants? But I mean, maybe just just ask an open question. Which one do we prefer? I mean, everyone's going to say bants. Everyone I, could, I could say bully for you or bully for poo. <laughs> <laughs> but that makes no sense. I don't know if we can go around with this one. I think we're just going Let's to wrap up. Let's not have a question. We're not going to have a question. Uh, in that case, I will <laughs> say uh, thank you for listening to this um, comparatively shambolic, probably, no, probably about averagely shambolic um, episode of the UK Take Weekly podcast. Most diverse. Mm. Is it the most diverse? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. You've and never we never had, had we never had seventy five percent female. What? Well, it's not seventy five. I'm not, I'm not a woman. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I was saying we never had seventy five heads more than this. Oh, oh. I don't. I don't know if we. No, I don't. No, think I don't think so. Been. No. So it's probably equal, most diverse ever. Well, I mean, not ethnically, but, but all, yeah, gender. All, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I brought it up. That's great. Um, feel free to get in touch with us um, on Twitter using the handle UK Tech Podcast. Please don't tell us to fuck off. Um, or email us oh, you, can, you can if you want we'll just block you um, or email us on editor at idg.co.uk we'll be back next week uh, with informed opinion on the hottest topics in tech um, and we'll see you then uh, until then say goodbye guys bye goodbye UK Tech Weekly Podcast Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. 
That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, my name is Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic, and I'm excited to talk to you about Club Med. Club Med operates beach and mountain resorts and is the best all-inclusive getaway for families. They have Club Med Punta Cana, their flagship family resort, and many other options in Mexico, the Caribbean, and around the world. Club Med are the pioneers of the all-inclusive concept, which is the best way to vacation. Great for families, groups, or even solo travelers looking for land and water sports, delicious food. Food and a place to make unforgettable memories. Visit clubmed.us, call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.